the historic River Market District in downtown Kansas City, Missouri. From the banks of the beautiful crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. Two Douchebags and a Microphone, raw and uncensored. See behind the smoke show. Watch as the douchebags get stung by a swarm of bees. Enjoy one of many coffee houses ordering our heroes out. Watch Mark revisit Clinton, Missouri to claim his innocence for all the mad shitter accusations. Act now and get both high quality DVD sets and a free douchebag calendar. Mark off today with a douchebag looking at you. Supplies are limited, so act now. Break shit off energy drink. That's right, Brick. Shit ass energy drink. Please enjoy Brick Shit House Energy Drink responsibly. It's not readily available anywhere because of liability issues. Hello, this is Satan. You might know me from my pet name, Inflation. I'm here to tell you that there's no better way to relax than listen to two douchebags and microphone by a nice warm fire at night. I sit there and I reflect on all the souls I burned that day. Enjoy. Two douchebags and a microphone, pasteurized for your protection. Hello, this is Two Douchebags and Microphone. I'm Mark. And I'm Rob. All right. Okay. We are starting off this program with a... uh, This is an odd... uh, Well, I like odd, but this is an odd article that I found. It was really in-depth, so I had to just go around the surface of it, just around the edges, and just explain it like so, okay? This is very lightly explaining it, but it's actually a deep psychological issue that's affecting baby boomers big time. But I'm just going to do a little rough draft of what's going on, and then we can all just, you know, you and I can talk about it, Rob, and you guys out there can form your own opinion. So, baby boomers are blaming supermarket self-checkouts for increasing loneliness. Self-checkouts. Go on. Okay. When I first read this, I thought, what? Then after I read it, it makes perfect sense. Uh, honestly, I'm seeing some sense to this. Okay. The boomers say that self-checkouts have taken away one of their last social interactions. That's with the cashiers. Right. I, I never even thought about this, Rob. Never even crossed my mind. Elderly elderly boomers say that the deep friendships they made at the local grocery stores or even big box warehouses where the the cashiers are all dissolving due to self-checkout explosion in recent years, and especially since COVID. Boomers said that numerous employees that they used to chat with are no longer there, and it leads to increasing loneliness and depression in some cases. Boomers felt that the interactions with the cashiers was a gateway to a more social life with with routine chores and shopping. Most stores have a majority of automated lanes in favor of cashiers anymore. And I think, personally, this is what I think, Rob, and you tell me what you think about it. I want to hear your opinion. Okay. 
I think that a store needs to come back with more cashiers and no self-checkout lanes, and I think that that store will hit. I think that people will pay extra just to have somebody to talk to. And I'm talking about the boomers that are uh, that are um, having a tough time with not having social interaction, and maybe even some Xers too that just like to hang out and talk to people. Who knows? Maybe millennials right. and Xers too, because I do miss. Uh, some of the interactions I've had with some of the old cashiers and people like that at my local store. I did I did oh, miss that. I, I do not use self-checkout unless I absolutely have to. I would prefer to go to an employee. That's what they are paid to do. I, that is their job. I agree 100%, Rob. And also, not only because it's more jobs for more people, but also... Exactly. They... Um, have insight on stuff like uh, let's say that you bought some oranges and the man or woman goes hey uh, you know we, we got a Tropicana orange juice back there there's only a few jugs left but man it's 99 cents man what yeah yeah it's over in the corner oh shit okay hey I'll just put my stuff over here I'll be right back okay not only that but also it's a little bit more mistake proof also and I also right. like talking to the people. You know, you find out stuff. You know, hey, how's that grandkid doing? Oh, man, they're doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. They came over and, you know, exactly. we had a balloon party, a bounce house. It was great. You know, so I think that if a store came back right now and, uh, and started in with the personalized service like there used to be, that they would be a hit. But that's just my opinion. No, I, I totally agree. I totally agree with that. Yeah. So, uh, interesting story. Something I would have never told, thought about on my own. Now, did you say that was a lawsuit? No, 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 no. No, no, no. They're just complaining about it. Okay. Yeah, boomers are saying that self-checkout is leading to their uh, depression and loneliness. Right, right. I, I could see that. Yeah, I can too. Now I can. A lot of older people stay to themselves. Yeah, yeah, and the only time that they really go out and have anything to do with anybody is when they're doing business. They're not going to go yeah. down to uh, um, an arcade or something or a bar and hang out and just talk to people. But going to do chores that they have to get done, like buying groceries and stuff, they will talk to people. Right, right. So, well, anyhow, interesting. Um, would you like to know the top ten beer drinking countries in the world? I'd love to. All right, Rob. I, I know a few. I don't know what order. But. Well, it was surprising because some of the countries I thought were going to be on here were not. And some of the countries I never thought about being on here were. You'll see what I mean. Number ten, Croatia. Oh. Kind of like some of our list. <laughs> yes. Yep. Croatia, 82.4 liters per capita. Wow. Yeah. Whoever thought of Croatians as drinkers. Number nine, Nambia, 85.7 liters per capita. I think per capita is per person is what they're saying, yeah. only they write it a little bit yeah. different. I don't know how else it could be measured. Unless it's like, I don't know, a group of people, but I think it's per person. Yeah, it's, it's like averaging 
you know. Yeah, just an average. Um, yeah. Number eight, Spain, 88.5 per capita. I could see them up there. Yep. Number seven, Germany. Germany, I get, but I thought they'd been lower, don't you? Wouldn't you thought Germany would be number one? Yeah. 90.4 milliliters per capita. Number six, Estonia. 91.4 liters per capita. Now, uh, number five, I get this because I've known Polish people in my life, and they put away a lot of beer. They put away a lot of vodka, too, but they put away a lot of beer. Poland, 94.1 liters per capita. So Poland's ahead of Germany, even, on drinking beer. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this next one really got me. Romania is number four. 95.6 95.6 liters per capita. Nobody thought of Romanians as drinkers. Maybe wine, right? But not beer. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, maybe they have really good beers over there. I don't know. Number three, Lithuania. 96.3 liters per capita. And Lithuanians do drink. I know they do drink beer because I've known some Lithuanians in my life too. And yes, they do drink beer. But I never in the world thought they would drink more than Germany. Number two. Mm. Austria. 98.7 liters per capita. Maybe it's because of the Austrian monks that make their beer. That, that beer that's so good that people can't hardly get. Oh, well, who knows? At number one, by a mile. Now, remember, Austria is 98.7 liters per capita. Number one, Czech Republic, 184.1 liters per capita. The the next closest is Austria, 98.7. This is almost 100 liters per capita almost. more. Wow. Almost over double. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, and that's Czech Republic. Who are not known for drinking beer. <laughs> well, they are now. Yep. So, just like always, the yin and yang of things. Now I've got the yang. We just did the yin. Now i got the yang. Here are the countries in the database uh, of uh, alcohol consumption who consume the most liquor. Not... not uh, not beers, but liquor. All right. All right. Number 10 is France. 2.7 shots per week, average per person. Now, I want to know this, Rob. Would wine be considered a liquor, or would it be considered more like a beer? Ooh. Because if, it's cons- if wine is considered a liquor... There's no doubt France would be on here, number 10. It, even Maybe even, I think, higher, right? Because France... You, you know what? I, I never thought about that. Hey, you reading that last? Hang on, hang on. Let me go to Google. She's not going to say anything because I'm on the phone. But let me go to Google right. and see what she says about this because I'm interested. 
Okay. All right, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Do to do is wine considered let's see da, 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 da. this is a result of different treatment in the production of spirits liquor and alcohol liquors and spirits are distilled alcoholic beverages in most cases spirits are liquor and liquors are alcohol wine beer and cider are all examples of alcohol but they're not spirits okay so it does not include wine so, okay, uh, France drinks a lot of hard alcohol then, I guess. Huh. Number eight is Ukraine. 2.8 shots per week. Okay. Well, probably since the war has been going on, they drink more even, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say something about that. Okay. <laughs> Number eight, Slovakia. Slo- Slo- Slovakia. Yeah. Three shots per week. Not only is it a delicious Greek dish uh, made of chicken or pork on a skewer, but it's also a country. Um, next one, number seven, Bulgaria. 3.3 shots per week. Hmm. Number six, Philippines. 3.5 shots per week. The Philippines kind of surprises me too. Number five, this does not surprise me, Japan. Japan drinks a lot of whiskey. 3.6 shots per week. Number four, Poland. They drink, man, so Poland is on the top beer and the top hard alcohol. They're just a lot of drinkers over there, wouldn't you say? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Poland, four shots per week. Thailand is number three at 4.8 shots per week. Number two, and this does not surprise me at all, Russia with five shots per week. And Russians are known vodka. Vodkatarians is what I like to call them. They love their vodka. So, Russia is number two with five shots a week. Vodkatarians. Number one, South Korea with 11.2 shots, more than double Russia's shots per week. Russia's a five. South Korea is 11.2 shots per week. Who would have thought that? That's that's interesting. I wonder how come South Korea drinks so much, because they got North Korea on their ass all the time, threatening to blow them up, maybe? It very well could be. Got that little fuck over there, that little fat bastard, Kim Jong-un, over there fucking waving his little tiny fists at him all the time, and they're over there fucking drinking, going, fuck you, you little fat bastard. I just want to, like, grab him and hold him down and give him, like, a fucking uh, an Indian sunburn on the head and spank his ass for a couple hours. Wouldn't that be funny? Just grab that, that grab that little chubby bastard and fucking throw him to the ground and fucking... Just rub his head raw with your knuckles. And then get a friend to come over there and fucking bare-ass spank him for like a couple hours. Till he's fucking crying. Wouldn't that be fun? 
Yeah, it would. <laughs> Come here, you little bastard. Bam! 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 Calling for his bunny, Dennis Rodman. Please, Dennis, come over here. Please, please, please. My little yellow ass is fucking red. Or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> little white ass. Whatever. So, anyhow. Um, uh, all right. And, um, anyhow, I, if they was thinking I meant yellow racist, no. I meant from being bruised. So, don't fucking give me any shit about, oh, yeah, you're calling yeah, him a yellow man. No. I was talking about him being bruised. So, get off that right now if you were ever on it. All right, Rob, you said you uh, have yes. some facts you want to go into? Oh, yeah. Uh, give me a second. I went somewhere totally different. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I was checking out a different story. Uh, I'm right here. All right. Uh... Meanwhile, I'm Here's sort of one you'll appreciate. Okay. You, you know how we were known for eating beer cans? Uh, yeah. A man called Michael Lepito was known as Monsieur Mouth... I don't even know how to pronounce this. But it uh-huh. translates to Mr. Eat-All. Okay. For his deliberate for his deliberate consumption of indigestible objects. Okay. During his career, he had eaten eighteen bicycles, fifteen shopping carts, seven TV sets, six chandeliers, two beds, one pair of skis, one computer. One Cessna 150 light aircraft, <laughs> a one <Cessna>? water bed, <laughs> 500 meters, which equals 1,600 foot of steel chain, one coffin, one Guinness Award plaque, and 45 door hinges. <sighs> and you thought we were bad. Oh, <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So, okay. I don't think he liked the taste of them. Was that like this guy's gimmick? I don't... That's that's what I'm guessing. That's what I'm guessing. Like maybe he was like a circus geek type of guy? Hey, come on in yeah. and watch me to Cessna. Man, it'll wow. take a while. That would take a while. Okay, well, you know what? I've never claimed to be that bad, and I never will, because there's no fucking way I could do that. I could barely stomach just a little bit of the aluminum cans, just enough to get effect. <coughs> you know, I get a little bit of blood yeah. in my mouth and swallow a little bit of it, but I wouldn't swallow too much of it. You couldn't. So I don't know yeah, how I mean, that that's, that's I don't know crazy. how that guy does it. It looked like a pretty old picture, so. And this one comes with a picture, too. It shows a real nice Lamborghini Uh with four four kids climbing on it. It says here, a 
Chinese businessman has shared this image saying that happiness of children is the most valuable thing in the world. A million dollar worth Lamborghini is nothing in front of that. So he allows the kids to jump and play on this Lamborghini. Oh my God. The best, the best part is the kids aren't his and neither is the Lamborghini. <laughs> now we get to the bottom of it, Rob. Now we get to the bottom of it. <laughs> yeah, it's awful easy when it's not yours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Hey. Let the kids have their fun. <laughs> Okay, all right. Um, I've got something uh, that we can go into. All right. And I've got a little audience participation on it, too, through some emails. This oh, is, I spoke of this before, and we'll do it right after the break. So let's just go ahead and take the break, and we'll be right back with this new... And now, Deep Thoughts with Mark. <laughs> Let's see here. A package of eight hot dogs. A package of ten hot dog buns. I would have to buy ten packs of hot dogs and eight packs of buns to even it out. Should I buy them at once? Should I freeze them? Or just continue to zigzag them and hope for the best? <sighs> I hate adulting. continuing our quest here at Two Douchebags in a Microphone to be constantly funny, once again we offer you strange insults from an alien. Yeah. Man, you see that from your computer. With your head still attached. Oh, oh shit. What's, what's that, that over there? there? Oh, oh no. no. It's, it's an island, island of horrible, horrible jokes. jokes. <laughs> if I ever find that screwed up my limb replacement surgery. I will kill him with my bare hands. Alright, we have two douchebags and microphone here. I'm Mark. And I'm Rob. Alright, as I uh, kind of got into a little bit but didn't a little bit ago was this right here. This new segment that I spoke about a while back and I was asking for audience participation and we've had a couple of suggestions and thank you um, through email. So this is what famous people and Hollywood stars would look like they would be doing if they weren't famous and Hollywood stars. Right on. Okay. I've been waiting for some answers. All right. Well, I kind of waited for uh, some people to throw in a few. I had some, but then some people threw in a few. So now I think we have enough to get a good, solid foundation of this. And this is something that we can do regularly. Or if you guys know someone that we left off and you know exactly what they should be doing according to their looks, send it in. And it'll be on the next batch. So, and that is send it in to douche B. 
66 at yahoo.com. Douche B66 at yahoo.com. D O U C H E B 66 at yahoo.com. So, anyhow, like a couple of uh, like a couple of listeners did, we will mention them here in a little bit. Okay. Vin Diesel, as sent in by uh, Jesse, looks like the vending machine guy, the guy that comes in and uh, and uh, fills up the vending machines. Hey, <laughs> I, I agree with him, Jesse. Thank you, Jesse in St. Louis came up with that one. We appreciate your uh, audience participation, and we can't agree more. Leonardo DiCaprio, as sent in by uh, Velma from Massachusetts. Velma from Massachusetts says Leonardo DiCaprio looks like a lumberjack in northern Canada. And she specifically said his older, his self now, not his younger self. And I agree because he's got kind of a rounded face and gained a little weight. He does look like a northern Canadian lumberjack. (laughs) This next one is from John here in Kansas City. Says that Sylvester Stallone looks like the paint department guy at Home Depot. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> Thank you, John. Hey John, write back and let me know what part of Kansas City you're from and how you got a, and how you found us and, and what you think of the show. We appreciate local uh, local stuff. I'd like to know what part of town you're in and uh, and let me know if you go to, if you uh, are going to go to the Daily Kitchen or not, because I'll have her fix you up really good. So thank you, John. Next one, Hugh Jackman, landscaper foreman. And that was sent in by somebody, but they didn't leave their name, and I couldn't tell because like GFH832 at Yahoo or so, you know. So whoever you are, thanks for sending that in. This next one I love, and it was sent in by Glenn from Glendale, and I don't think that's a real name. It might be someone I know. Glenn from Glendale says, Glenn Close looks like a night manager at Walmart, and she does. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep, I would agree. This next one I agree with a lot, and this is from Chet in Bennington, Missouri. Do you know where Bennington, Missouri is? Uh... No, give me just a second. I'll check it out. I don't know if I've ever heard of it. Chet in Bennington, Missouri, says that Jamie Lee Curtis looks like a PTA board member. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, next one. Ryan Reynolds looks like a gym instructor. I would agree he's in shape. He's got kind of that look like, you know, he would be like uh, wearing his sweatpants and a tight shirt and going, come on now, now we're going to climb the rope, guys. Come on now, we got to do some scrunches. Next one, Howie Mandel looks like a stockbroker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this next one is from Michelle in Des Moines, Iowa. Mel Gibson looks like a wildlife game warden. <laughs> I think I think I think she is absolutely right on that. What do you think? Yeah, I I can see that. 
Clearly. Mel Gibson nowadays does look like a wildlife game uh, warden. Okay, and uh, this is from Sissy in Topeka. Michael Douglas looks like an assisted living director. Yeah. Yep. Okay, we've, we've had a lot of women uh, a lot of women participating in this one, which is very cool. Thank you. Thank you, oh, ladies. Cool. Okay. Uh, Benny Bennington is out by St. Louis. Oh, so we had a St. Louis guy write in and a Bennington guy. Uh, Good. Uh, well, according to this, it's out around Ireland Heights matter. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a St. Louis area. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, well, thank you, thank you. I didn't. Thank I guess you. we're getting more popular in St. Louis. It sounds like. Um. Oh, I love this one. This is from Ron in Arizona. Jim Carrey looks like the guy that walks down the road every day whistling. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ron in Arizona. <laughs> this next guy has a sense of humor. And this is Ron in Missouri. Skip Bayless looks like an unemployed fish wrapper. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ron in Missouri. I can't agree more. Oh, this next one is a gem. And this is from Troy in Arkansas. Vince Neil looks like the guy that carves wooden whistles on the porch of a seasonal pumpkin patch. (laughs) 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 You guys are coming up with... I didn't... uh, I was going to write all this out, but I saved my stuff for later because people send in uh, a lot of stuff and and they're really good. I only only kept a couple on here on this original list of mine. Um... This one was mine. Sally Struthers looks like Kel Producer spokesper- Spokeswoman. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Lady Gaga looks like uh, Director of Public Relations for Anheuser-Busch. Yeah. And, and uh, that is from... Shit. I erased I the guy's name. It, it starts with a T. Looks like Tony or something. Oh, no, no. It just didn't print out. Tony something. And I can't tell where he's at. Well, anyhow. Tony, thank you. Trent Reznor. Uh, no, Tony something is the one. The other one didn't print out at all. Tony came up with this one. Tony from somewhere. Trent Reznor's stepdad. Uh, Trent Reznor looks like the stepdad on a new Paramount sitcom. <laughs> He does. Yeah. So okay. So since it didn't print out very good, here's here's what he said pretty much in a nutshell. Trent Reznor looks like a stepdad, a new stepdad character on a new Paramount sitcom series. So I would agree with that. Jerry yeah. Jerry Jones looks like a used television television and appliance salesman. David Moore Muir. David Muir, that is the guy from ABC uh, News in the afternoon, car salesman and ATV sales. So, I think all of them are very good. That's the end of this list. Like I said, I have a list that's all mine, but I had uh, yeah. I had so many people sending in on this one. Thank you. 
there really wasn't any room for any more. I could have went on longer with my list, but I decided to go ahead. And the people that sent in stuff, give them, let them have the floor, man. They're great listeners, and I love what they did. I mean, all their stuff. I thought all their stuff was really high quality and funny. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. We can use some more writers on this program. Send in some shit. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, if you can listen to the program, you know we're uh, we're dying for material, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yep. Um, uh, anyhow. Speaking of which, are you, are you ready for another Old West hygiene? Yes, I am. Rob, the floor is okay. yours. This, this time, oral hygiene consisted of pliers and whiskey. Yes. The lack of... The lack of essential dental care resources meant oral hygiene took a backseat to survival, and a pristine smile was a rare gem. Toothbrushes were a luxury, and brushing was an afterthought for many. But it gets worse. Okay. Faced with dental issues like cavities and root canals, the remedies were far from sophisticated. Brace yourself, as the favorite method was simply barbers or even blacksmiths acting as makeshift dentists and extracting the offending tooth with pliers. Oh, now here numbing the pain was a priority. The only solace came in the form of a stiff gulp of whiskey. Oh, yeah. Now, I knew this to be true, because it's in the history right. books that that's how they used to solve pain issues with teeth and all that. The thing I want to know is this right here. Okay, I just had a bout with a, a, a tooth infection. It was a root canal that went bad, and it gave me hell for a couple of weeks. And finally, because I went to my general doctor, not that idiot fill-in dentist that I went to, that gave me the wrong type of antibiotics and would not give me hydrocodone for pain, because my general right. doctor is a very good doctor and she's awesome she uh, gave me a different set of antibiotics that's working now and some hydrocodone to knock that shit down because I can sleep now so anyhow before they do a root canal or have to get into there or pull a tooth or anything they have to knock the infection down because the infection can go all throughout your body when they tear out a tooth so I want to know how they got away with uh, with doing that without having infection go all over people's bodies. Yeah. That... Yeah. I mean, there's like plenty of cases where they didn't get the infection all the way and it traveled down their throat, and you know. So was it like a 50-50 proposition at that point when they tear they tore out your tooth, whether you're going to get infection in your body or not, or did they? have some uh, primitive form of penicillin like mold or something? I don't have a clue. I'll, I'll have to look. You know what? That's for another podcast. But that's something that I wondered even reading the old history books that said that they, they that's that was a common practice. I would, yeah. like, I would like to know how they got rid of the infection before they did this or did they just do it and hope for the best? So, oh well, I, I, I guess... I'd almost bet they'd go ahead and do it and hope for the best. 
I will bet you they did too, because if they're out on the plains, where are they going to get penicillin anyhow? Are they going to find some mold on something and hope that that was the right type and give it to you? And I don't see someone. I don't see someone waiting a week without some sort of painkiller anyhow, right? Right. Here, eat this moldy bread for a week and then get back to me. They're going to be like, "Fuck no! Pull this thing out right now and give me that whiskey ahead of time." Yeah, because a toothache is a special brand of fucking pain. Agreed? Yes, it is. It is a special brand of pain. It is up there with burns. It is probably the same as burns. You ever get a bad burn? Toothache is just as bad. If not, maybe even a little bit worse. It's bad shit. So... Anyhow, we'll be right back. I've got a story here. It's about a 20-year-old man that died of, and I've heard of this before, but I didn't think it was real. As pleasant as 50-grit sandpaper to your inner thighs. Be right back. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. Learn as useful as a condom with false. Finally figured out the microphone, idiots. Two douchebags in a microphone, the audio equivalent to the meat sweats. Well, I'm Mark. And I'm Rob. Okay. Well, as, like we said before we left you for a break, is um, fried rice syndrome. I don't know if you've heard of it or not, like I have, but I thought it I, was... I've heard of it. I don't know much about it. Okay. Me too, Rob. I'm the same way. I've heard of it, but I never really put that much thought into it. I thought maybe it was um, in reference to something else. Uh, you know, I didn't think it was actually fried rice syndrome. And the yeah. guy got it not after eating fried rice, but after eating leftover pasta. So... After five days of pasta sitting out on the counter at room temperature, he heated some up and he ate it. Number one, would you eat pasta that sat out on the counter for five days? No. Me neither. Everyone knows that that shit needs to be refrigerated. Look, I'm not making fun of the guy being dead, but I think he could have used a little bit more common sense in this area. But he didn't. So anyhow... He heated some up and he ate it. He noted the odd taste to the food, but figured it was just due to the new tomato sauce he was using. He went out to uh, play some sports, but after 30 minutes he had to come home due to nausea, abdominal pain, and a headache. Diarrhea and vomiting followed, so he drank water and tried to sleep it off. The next day, after he didn't get out of bed for his classes, his parents checked in on him. Unfortunately, he had already died. Investigators who examined the body determined that he passed away at 4 a.m., 10 hours after eating the spaghetti. His autopsy showed his liver had shut down and his death was caused by liver necrosis. Samples of the pasta and tomato sauce he ate went to the National Reference Laboratory for foodborne outbreaks where they discovered significant amounts of bacteria called Baculus cervus. Baculus cervus in most cases, or the bacteria just causes diarrhea and vomiting, but there are extreme cases where it affects the liver and leads to organs failure. 
The bacteria is best known for causing a type of foodborne poisoning called fried rice syndrome. Since rice is sometimes cooked and left it to cool at room temperature for a few hours, during that time, the bacteria can contaminate it and grow. Now, um, he, he, this bacteria is especially dangerous because it produces a toxin in the rice that other starchy foods that um, that is heat resistant and may not die when the food is that it infects is cooled is cooked. So um, this uh, this um, this bacteria called B. serious is uh, is uh, not very common. But previously, entire, an entire family got sick from it after eating eight-day-old pasta salad at a picnic. To prevent the bacteria from making you ill, just uh, be uh, sure uh, that any starchy food you consume hasn't been kept at room temperature for an extended period of time. When in doubt, you can try to cook it at a high temperature and attempt to kill off any bacteria, but your best bet is to just not eat it. Anyone who has eaten leftovers knows that sometimes they taste even better than the original meal they came from. In addition, leftovers are an easy meal to make. You can just heat them up and eat them. However, it turns out that it can also be very dangerous. And if you need more information, you can go to uh, the Journal of Clinical Microbiology. And you can also sample some YouTube videos on this too that can explain exactly what to look for in fried rice syndrome or any one of these bacteria that is specifically mentioning in this. So, sounds kind of serious, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah, so, anyhow, there you go. You got anything, Rob, or you want me to go into the next uh, story here? Oh, well, I got a little announcement. Sure. Uh, you know how I'm going to see 38 Special on October 6th? Yes, I do. Well, I, was sick. Well, I ran across, they've updated the concert. Okay. And earlier today, I found who was opening, and now I can't find that. But they added another opener. <laughs> really? Which, honestly, I think I'd rather go see the new opener than... 38 Special. Really? They have the Marshall Tucker Band opening. Oh, damn it. And I was going to go to that, but it turns out yeah. I, have, I have family coming into town, so I cannot. Right, right. Um, I, that, that's going to be a good concert. I'll tell you all about it. Yeah, please do. Send me a little video, yeah, too. Yeah. I love Marshall Tucker. Wow. Oh, yeah. <coughs> that's pretty cool that they just added them like that. Yeah, yeah, they did. Like I said, I didn't catch the other guy's name, but it wasn't somebody that I've heard of. <coughs> Excuse me there. Um, huh. Okay, wow, pretty cool. Um, I've got a little uh, story here. A Vermont armed robbery suspect who police say eluded capture in the past week in a vehicle on a stolen bike, on foot, or in a stolen sailboat was arrested Thursday after he was spotted in a kayak on a river, authorities said. Eric Edson, 52, was wanted on accusations of robbery of a store in Burlington on August 24, impending and assaulting, impeding and insulting two police officers and the theft of a sailboat and vehicles, police said. Because of the uh, 
unusualness of Mr. Edson's uh, various modes of flight, from cars to bikes to paddleboards to sailboats to tractors, it's easy to lose sight of the fact that Mr. Edson is a dangerous person, Burlington Police <laughs> Chief said, John Moran said on Wednesday. On August 30th, Burlington Police responded to a man passed out in a running vehicle that matched the description of the one used in a robbery a week before, they said. <coughs> when officers aroused uh, him, he fled at a high rate of speed, assaulting both officers with the vehicle, police said. So he must have taken swipes at him, it sounds like, right? Yeah. That evening, he fled police on foot and then on a stolen bicycle before stealing a, sail, a sailboat at, Cha, uh, at Lake uh, Champlain. Uh, police said Edson was interrupted by the Coast Guard, but after the sailboat uh, rain around at the base of the lakeside cliffs, he fled, authorities said. Vermont State Police received a tip Thursday that he was spotted in a kayak on the Laminil River in Georgia, Vermont, about 21 miles away from Burlington. Edson landed the kayak, ran away, and then jumped into the river and swam to the southern shore, where he was arrested by troopers and game wardens, police said. Edson was taken to the hospital for evaluation of his injuries from being on the run, state police said. He is expected to be arraigned Friday. An email was sent to police seeking to find out if Edson is being represented by an attorney. <laughs> you talk about a guy that wanted to get away. Yeah. I mean, if you were a judge, what would you tell that guy? You're an asshole, I but, but I admire. I don't know. I I admire your diligence and and running away, but you're still an asshole, and you're still going to get charged. Right, right. That's about all you can say. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so, wow. Um. Let's see. Oh, and here's a story that I do not like. USA Today voted the Kansas City Chiefs fans 31st in the nation out of 32 teams. Oh. That's what I'd like to know. We sold out Arrowhead every year, even when they weren't that good. We've never had a blackout in our city because Arrowhead was always full. We buy a lot of merchandise. We're diehard fans. We are the epitome of what football wants to be in America. USA Today. No wonder you guys are going out of business like the rest of the newspaper. You guys are a bunch of biased fucks from the coast. That's what it is. Let's be honest about this. You don't like the facts that the Chiefs are number one and have been number one and will probably be number one for the foreseeable future. You loved it when your Boston bitches did good, didn't you? And you could not shut your mouth about Mr. Tom Brady until he left and went to Tampa, right? Well, fuck you. We got the guy now. His name's Patrick Mahomes. He's a new sheriff in town, and he's fucking ruling everything. So suck a collective Kansas City dick, Mr. Asshole from USA Today, because you are officially full of shit, and I think that you haven't... A, any type of journalistic credibility is not correct whenever you print a story as stupid 
and is biased is what you just did. So suck my dick, suck Rob's dick, and suck everybody's dick in Kansas City. And even if they don't have a dick, I wish they grow one so you can fucking suck it. You're a fucking idiot. And let me see what your name is. Let me see if I can come up with your name so I can tell you that you can suck all our dicks personally. In my opinion, you're a biased piece of shit. So, let's see. Who wrote... Yeah, I'm just going to let you have that one. USA Today article on... NFL fans in Kansas City. Hmm. He said Cleveland Browns fans are the best. I really don't think so. They they are fans, they're good fans, but they're not the best. Hmm. You know what? I can't. I will find your name and I will publicize how you can suck all our dicks because you're a fucking idiot. So anyhow, you know what? Um, that's okay. It doesn't matter because you know what? We're going to keep dominating and we're going to keep dominating your team. And I want you to think about that every time we kick your team's ass, and every time you're not in the playoffs and we are, and every time you're not in the Super Bowl and we are. I want you to think about that. I want you to fucking read it. I want you to eat it up. And I want you specifically to go to hell. So, anyhow. All right. Um, Rob, do you have anything? Oh, not the second. I'd come up with something. All right. If you want to come up uh, with something, that's cool. If not, I'll find something here. I got all my shit all mixed up. And it's going to take a minute to figure it out. That's why I asked you uh, if you had anything. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot about... Oh, here we go. Here's one about Adam Pacman Jones. Oh, go ahead. Uh, let's go. You want to hear some stupid dad former, jokes? Former... Former oh, NFL star Adam Batman Jones was arrested at Cincinnati Northern Kentucky International Airport Monday, September 11th morning. Jones, 39, was charged with intoxication and terroristic threatening Boone County Jail Captain Kevin Kluge, confirmed to WCPO. The former NFL cornerback was detained just prior to takeoff of an outbound flight according to CVG spokesperson Mindy Kirshner. Airport police received a report of an unruly passenger at around 6 a.m. local time. Jones was released from jail Monday morning and spoke to local Cincinnati reporters outside the facility and claimed the situation stemmed requesting to move his seat on the plane due to an issue with the phone charger and vehemently denied he was intoxicated. (laughs) Okay. Do I look intoxicated to you? I've only been locked up two hours. 
Jones said when asked about his charges. Wow. Yeah, he's saying he had not been drinking. He um, was on his way to the Buffalo, the Buffalo Bill, New York James. He's lucky he New missed York that. <laughs> he's lucky he missed that abortion. Well, I don't know. He might have been rooting for the Jets. <laughs> he's rooting for yeah, the Jets. He's a happy man. So if he's rooting for the Bills, he's not so happy. But you know, while he's in Buffalo, he could take advantage of the uh, of the uh, um, Josh Allen pizza interception special. At Josh yeah, Allen's Pizza. Yeah. He could go in there and grab a pizza in midair and have it for free. Especially if Josh Allen's throwing it, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, Adam Pac-Man Jones, we believe you. You're not fucked up. And we also think that you need to go get a free pizza from, uh, from Josh Allen's Pizzeria. Because when he throws it up in the air, we know anybody can grab it. So, you might as well go grab it, right? Yep. I think that's great. I think that is a great set of advice right there. And uh, how about if we finish uh, finish off this podcast with some stupid dad jokes? Sounds great to me. All right. Hey, what happens when a snowman throws a tantrum? I don't know. He has a meltdown. <laughs> hey, what goes up and down but doesn't move? I don't know. Stairs. Good point. (laughs) Hey, why did the cookie go to the hospital? I don't know. Because he felt crummy. Oh, come on. Okay. I've heard this one many times, and actually, I did a, uh, I did a island of horrible jokes on it. What did the janitor say when he jumped out of the closet? I don't know. Supplies. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yep. What did you get when you cross a fish with an elephant? Don't know. Swimming trunks. Oh, come on! (laughs) Okay. Next. What did the worker at the rubber band factory say when he was fired? Oh, my God. Don't know. Oh, snap. (laughs) Next one. Why can't a nose be 12 inches long? I don't know. Because then it would be a foot. Good point. Yeah. Why did the belt go to jail? I don't know. Because it held up a pair of pants. (laughs) Okay, where did the general put his armies? <laughs> In his sleeveys. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and last but not least. What do you call a magician 
that loses his magic? I don't know. Ian? <laughs> All right. They were horrible, but I loved them. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else here? Do I got anything else, or are we just going to go? Um, here's a neat little tidbit. 61% of Americans, we'll just go ahead and close this podcast out with these, th- with these facts. 61% of Americans are more afraid of running out of money than dying. 30 per- 36% of millionaires say it'll take a miracle to retire amid rising costs in a shaky market. The next and last one, the U.S. dollar has lost 98% of its purchasing power since 1971. That. I can see that. Well, I yeah. I that. When you print it out of thin air. Yeah. Yeah. You get what you get. No value. And that what, that's what happens with inflation and everything. And your gross domestic, domestic product is way out of whack. And you're not really sending anything out to anyone else. And... A lot of issues. So, anyhow, everybody, thanks for listening. Have a good night. Good night. Bye. Hey, where'd everybody go? We're the douchebags. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Man, that smells.